Welcome to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dr. Rogelio Ralzola, a PhD in health, exercise, and sports science, a strength coach with over a decade of experience in personal, collegiate, and professional settings, and a sports scientist whose main goal is to use testing and data to maximize your health and performance. And I'm Brooke West, holistic registered dietitian, practicing the perfect combination of a functional nutrition, science-based root cause approach, and hippie magic, with areas of expertise in women's health and hormones, gut health, and micronutrient balance. We believe that health is multifaceted, but not as complicated as others make it seem. Our mission is to share what works and what's BS in the health industry, all while having a good time doing it. Expect us to share everything from new research to tried and true health philosophies to alternative health therapies and the occasional controversial topic. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Health Unfiltered podcast. My name is Dr. Rowe and I'm here with the Costa Rican jungle lady herself, Ms. Brooke. What's up, Brooke? Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Wow, TBT. <laughs> when was that? What show was that? Do I don't remember? I feel like that was just like a thing. No, Hey Girl Hey school. for sure came from came like from something. Now I have to Google this while I try to uh continue this conversation. Hey Girl Hey is from I don't know, we'll figure it out later. This is gonna take two <laughs> You long. like start going into the bowels <laughs> of the internet, like where yeah. did this trend come from? <laughs> like uh so this whole episode he just talked about <laughs> YouTube and the first videos and yeah. <laughs> it would be a waste of time. Uh I do apologize, my neighbor, uh his dog is going crazy today for some reason. So I will do my best to mute out when I can. Uh and hopefully it's not on the recording when I finish it. And then they also <laughs> While we were getting ready for the call, this truck pulled up with like 14 ladders in it and they were doing like roof work on my neighbor's house. And I was like, well, cool. I just hope I can edit this out post. So if you hear <laughs> clicking and clicking, it's it's because of that. But just that's know, neither here nor there. <laughs> Rose's life is chaos behind the scenes yeah. <laughs> and there may or may not be noise from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is interesting because, you know, you would think that. I guess there's noise everywhere, but you're like, these storms come in and there's the trickling and it's very sweet. And I'm like, my freaking neighbor's dog will not shut up, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, other than that, how are you doing today, Brooke? I am good. I'm like super nice. excited, which is great on a Monday morning, um, but I'm celebrating. I don't think I told you yet, but I no. got... I officially got my temporary residency for Costa Rica and awesome. I got my Costa Rican bank accounts. Let's Boom. go. Your now girl we can launder money, baby. <laughs> uh, for legal purposes, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> awesome. That's so sick. No, congrats. I know that you've been working towards that. I, I really can't imagine like the financial and like mental stress that 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 takes because you know if they like reject you, you're like what do i do now <laughs> right so yeah it's like a um, lot of red tape awesome. still it's like way easier than trying to get like a visa or residency in some place like the u.s um and i'm really grateful i had a good lawyer and, and help and local friends that yeah. guided me and gave me lots of advice so we made it this has been a dream like honestly almost two years at this point in the making wow so. yeah that's right man that's awesome. I love when my people have good days and they are succeeding in things they want. So congrats. That's awesome. Everyone, 
in the comments. Yo, congrats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, is that, I guess I asked how things are going. Is that like the newest thing going on in your life? I would say that's the newest. I'm also really awesome. excited because I had switched over. I have a community membership, which is all about holistic health. And it's people that are just starting, that have worked one-on-one with me, that are just DIYing it along the way. And yeah. I actually created a smartphone app through the Circle platform. And I'm super pumped because it's all done. And now there's a program inside the community for people on yeah. their journey. And this is like a really big deal. I'm going to go do an Instagram live about it soon because awesome. I think this is a really good resource. It's a $39 a month membership, but you get access to me whenever you have questions. We have two group calls a month. You've got a whole community of other people. There's like 20 plus hours of video recordings and resources. Like I've put a lot of time and thought into this. And so I'm awesome. super stoked about it. Yeah. No, I mean, that sounds very cool. Uh, the worst thing you said was smartphone app, like you were 45 or six years old. Like, Is my boomer you, showing? All you do is connect to the internet and the wireless Wi-Fi. What are you yeah, supposed that, to call it? I, don't know, I guess. Just I, an app? I, just an app? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like, follow us on www. You're like, all right, we get it. <laughs> uh, no, but that is, that is awesome. I know a long time ago... Um, I was like tinkering with with like potentially having an app and uh, and then I was like, well, I just don't have the time or money for this. And that's awesome that like yours has much more than what I was thinking of four or five years ago. Um, but how sick that like, right? Like we spend so much time on our phones. Like why wouldn't you want the access and the community to be right on the phone as well? Um, especially with like like-minded people, you know? It's not like you're like perusing Twitter and like, you know, reading all the shit that's on Twitter. Uh, and it's all people that kind of want the same thing as you. So it's awesome. It's yeah, I'm cool. stoked. What's going on in your world? Um, I don't think... I don't think much of anything since we last talked. Um, I did... We are in the process of moving now. Like we moved our big items the other day um, with a U-Haul. Uh, we got most of our like stuff set up <clears throat> or i mean not set up but there uh i did take all my weights out of storage i am super excited to be able to lift in my basement um although my squat rack is a little tall for my basement so i don't know if i will like just cut off two feet from it or if i'll just sell it and buy a new one kind of uh thinking about that but yeah, I, I'm excited to have like a space in case like I don't feel like going to the gym or it's just like I got to do something really quick um, or even for like uh, teaching purposes. There are a lot of things that I miss about having my garage gym um, with like having people ask about how to do certain movements and me just posting up the camera there and be like, here we go. Um, I hate recording in like an actual gym because I think it's like kind of like a little rude because you're like just getting in people's way and then also you're like recording them and like they didn't really consent to being con recorded and then all the stuff all over social media about like well this person looked at me and blah blah it's like yeah they're zoned out who knows what they're doing so that influencer it'll just be, status <laughs> yeah yeah i'm so influencer status i can just do it in my own home um but yeah so i i'm like excited to put that together like put my weight room together put our house together and, and start living there and whatnot and 
um, pump out more just content and things that I enjoy again. Um, so yeah, I would say that that's, that's the biggest thing. Moving sucks. Uh, I hate yeah. it, but like, luckily this will be, <laughs> hopefully, um, we've committed to Baltimore for the next couple years and you know, I, I don't want to move anytime soon. <laughs> so it'll be good to kind of chill out for, for a bit. Yeah. That'll feel really good. You'll have to post pictures of the, how the house comes along, especially the home gym. I feel like that'll be fun to have like a basement space. It's just for, for sure. Working out. Yeah. I mean, you go down there, you get it done and you come upstairs and you be a human again. So it is, uh, it is exciting. Um, today I think, uh, we have like a really cool episode, um, for something that comes up a lot, uh, especially when I'm talking to you in conversations you have, for people that like see you on Instagram and may have like um, certain apprehension, like, well, it's easier for you to do it because blah, 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 blah. Uh, but before we get into that, I'm really excited about the conversation. And um, we did have a question of the week, um, which uh, falls within your realm for a myriad of reasons. But the question is, how can you start crafting a holistic skincare routine? Because me as a male, I just spray some water on my face and go to sleep and we're and I'm good. <laughs> this question actually came from a male. So, you know, Crazy. you could up your game, Ro, is all nah. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I really like this question for a lot of reasons. But I mean, for perspective, if you haven't known me that long, I started doing Botox and fillers in my early 20s. Um, and I had hair extensions. Like I had a hardcore, like, beauty routine quote unquote <laughs> um so it's been a journey to understand how i can actually love myself and age gracefully in a way that feels good to me and that's not to demonize anyone else's route but it's been a journey for me and i think the key to holistic skincare is deeper which is really just about sure. anything with health a lot of the times if you've got issues going on on the skin it's a sign there's something else on the inside that needs our attention. So I think actually the foundations for healthy skin, when we talk about it from a holistic perspective, are a little more robust than you would think. I would say start with drinking two to three liters of water per day as a baseline for most active adults. And I would make sure it's high quality water if you can. I've been seeing the weirdest stuff come up with water. Um, for people. Oh, so I would recommend putting it through at least a charcoal, activated charcoal filter or some other system um, and making sure that you sweat often. Sweat daily if you can. Hopefully this is with movement yes. and like moving your body. But if you have access to something like a sauna, that's cool too. But we're quite literally detoxing things out of our skin when we sweat. Um, obviously, wash your face after, splash it with some water. Um, but like that would <laughs> be an important piece. That would be an important piece. And then I would really prioritize gut health. We have a lot of different episodes on gut health. So just check out one of our many episodes on gut health so that you can do a deep dive into like what foods do I need to support? How can I lifestyle wise support? And then I would look into mineral status and balance. This is a huge one. And I personally, I do this through, I like to do it through hair and blood so I can see what's going on on different levels. But what's interesting about this is even if you think, well, I eat healthy, quote unquote, but if you're under a lot of stress, if you're super active, you might need more minerals than you think. And there mm -hmm. might be some underlying imbalances and everyone's different. Like we have these ranges where we're like, yeah, generally speaking, but everyone is different. Um, so that's an important piece that I would recommend going into on a deeper level 
And then I, like skincare wise, I keep it so simple now. I'm honestly just looking for really high quality products. Like I'm I'm lucky here in Costa Rica. I found them like organic, preservative free, like really cool nourishing products. So look for small handmade batches wherever you are. Ask around. Uh, it's made a really big difference. I used to have this ridiculously expensive skincare routine and the simpler <laughs> I've gotten, it saves a lot of money. And honestly, my skin is great, probably better than it was before. I'm really big fan of Wilding Beauty products. I use their Lumen Oil and Gua Sha every night, which really supports lymph flow in the face. Your face shape changes. It's wild. I did a a series it was like three or four weeks where I did it every single night and I took before and after photos and you notice a really big difference in how puffy your face is so this can be a, a good product and then I'm also big into things like dry brushing and scalp combs like basically my beauty care routine has a lot to do with lymph flow now <laughs> um, and it really seems to work so those are kind of my favorite holistic beauty routines wow that is it's just a lot, you know, like, are you doing that like before you go to sleep or are you doing like in the morning? Cause I, I don't know how, you know, I don't know when I would, when I would stick that in or when yeah. would be like the most appropriate time to do that. Well, also, I mean, this is something that I built up over time. So this is something I dive really deep into in the holistically aligned course that I created, which is like a DIY course, self-paced kind of thing. So if you're interested and you're like, yo, I need you to like give me the step by step of how to dry brush and gouache on do the things, um, <laughs> that would be where you want to go. But okay. I started slow by adding things to things I already do. So like I shower at night. So I started by adding dry brushing after I shower because that's actually the best to move the lymph flow after, not before. So I would just add things or either before, or after, stuff like that. So now it's like before I shower, I know what I'm doing. After I shower, I know what I'm doing. It really doesn't take as long as you would think. But I got into doing these things one step at a time. I didn't like magically wake up and like, yo, I'm a holistic beauty princess. Right. Like, that's not <laughs> yeah. how it went down. It's been like a one thing at a time kind of process. Okay. Yeah, cool. I mean, I think it makes sense, right? It's it's the same thing as like if you just go and change like your diet habits, your exercise habits, like good luck, right? You like wake up one day and you're like, today I'm going to do gua sha, whatever that is. I have no idea. I'm going to dry brush. I'm going to do all this. And then you're like, wow, I, that was too much work. I didn't carve out enough time for that. And then you do nothing. So as usual, take your time with uh, introducing new things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, what we're going to talk about today kind of has to do with what what you talked about. Um, you know, we're going to dive a little deeper into holistic health and how you can implement it um, and really embrace like, I don't know, the lifestyle of holistic health wherever you live. Um you know, if you've followed Brooke for really the past, like you said, two years, but even especially then to kind of before then to see the difference, um, you might see her living her life in the jungles of Costa Rica on Instagram. Um, and I think, you know, th this conversation came up because um, we were talking about how it's very easy for there. There's kind of two sides to the coin, right? It's very it seems like it's easy for someone to look at you and be like, oh, yeah, of course get sunlight. Of course have fresh water. Of course, you know, get these nutrient-dense foods. Like, you live in a jungle. It's much easier for you. Um, and you being like, there's the reality part where, like, this is not easy. And you can do all of these things wherever you are. 
because capitalism, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> we have a lot of options to do a lot of things. Especially um, in the U.S., yeah. Especially in the U.S., yeah. We have, like, so many resources. Um, but, yeah, com- coming down to, like, being able to kind of strip away maybe some preconceived notions that um, people might have of someone who they think is, like, an influencer, uh, you know, lives in a jungle and is, like, like, what we're preaching, what we're talking about is not, like, this impossible idea like you can do these things wherever you are um and kind of just helping to demystify that and and talk about it a little more um so i think first right we have to talk about and open up the conversation of why did you move to costa rica in the first place because you lived in the u.s the u.s is seen as this like beacon of light it's like where you have everything you could ever need like why would you run away to the jungles of Costa Rica um, and kind of talk through that process? And especially now that you just got your um, like temporary citizenship or whatever it was, like seems like a really awesome time to talk about that journey and how you how you got to there. Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, I have to address uh, like the privilege of being born in the United States is what gives me the freedom to have this lifestyle. So I'm like really grateful for that. Like, you know, I was able to open a business and a virtual practice that I can operate from anywhere as long as there's Wi-Fi. And I did all that from the United States. Uh, So then really I was able to decide you know, and that's not to discount like starting your own business. It's it's a journey in and of itself. But <laughs> sure. I chose that because like autonomy and freedom is a, is a really core value of mine. And so then opening my own business was by design and it gave me the freedom and the flexibility and the control to make bigger life decisions that didn't tie me to like a city in the United States. So yeah. that was kind of, I guess, like the beginning of the journey is like I I just really wanted to have that freedom um, and autonomy. But then really when it came to moving to Costa Rica, honestly, I was really sick. I was really tired and I was really struggling with autoimmunity. And I, I kind of took like the extreme of like they say that saying is like you can't heal in a place that made you sick, which... I don't think it's necessarily totally true, but I was like, well, I'm just going to totally go for finding a country whose values are aligned with mine and whose lifestyle Mm. and pace of life is what I really need right now on a deep level. So this move was really driven by my health, like mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, like I was struggling and I needed a place to come heal. And that was like very clear. I go back to my old journal entries that are almost two years old at this point. And like that was the clear theme is like, I need to do this. I need to give myself the time and the space and the community and the type of life to to heal. And um, I found a country whose values were a lot more aligned with mine than the United States. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I I mean, like we (laughs) we came up together in grad school, right, where it was like such a grind. It was in a crappy place. There was just so much, so much like obviously we made it through and, and like there are way worse things than being a grad student in Mississippi but it wasn't a great time and then you go from that which you learned a lot um to working with like this company that was very like male dominated um very much like be a hardo and go 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 and like that also I think kind of played into who you were then like type a yes let's get everything done like 
I'm a, I'm a doer. I do things well. Um, and, you know, I think the the writing on the wall came like a, a couple years into it where you were like, this is just not what I want. My work is not valued. Um, the stress is crazy. Like all, all these things are piling up and it's like, I need to get out. But it's just always interesting to think about like, oh, you, you didn't not only think like get out of the company, but it was like get out of the entire situation right like <laughs> you're like fresh restart or like maybe not a restart right but you built your way to be able to restart in in a different place on your own rules um and that's something that like it you know when i saw that i was like that's awesome like like any, anything that like i say like i said earlier like when my people win it's it's exciting to be like she's chasing what she thinks is right uh and and what clearly is much better for her. So like, how could how could anyone be upset at that, right? Or how could anyone look at that and be like, oh well, you're just lucky. You are privileged to do that. Blah blah blah. Like, we all have different privileges and and whatnot. And like, all you did was kind of throw whatever to the side and be like, my only goal is getting over there. I don't necessarily know how. I don't know why. And you're very open about how you're like, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm doing. I could throw all my money over there and it could be like the wrong thing. And I would have to come back with zero dollars, right? Uh, and so like, it's just when I see or hear people like saying certain things where it's like, oh, like, you know, it, life is different for her. It's a lot easier or whatever. It's because I have like the inside scoop. I'm like, no, like you don't know how many conversations we had where she was like, I'm freaking out. This is going bad. Uh, you know, at times where you're like, I'm making zero money. Like, I have to just kind of keep grinding. Like, the grind is still there. It's just different. And it, you know, it it matters in, in different ways. Um, and, and so I kind of want to, like, open up this space because people have followed you, because you've been very open about that move. Like, some of the bigger misconceptions that you hear from people, especially about you know, all of that. Yeah, I try to be I try to be as transparent as possible that makes sense and, and feels comfortable because it's definitely not all like, you know, beautiful real montages. Um right. <laughs> and there's been a lot behind the scenes where I'm like, what is going on? It's um I think like I get a little frustrated when I hear like, oh, it must be nice. Like you're so lucky. Easy for you living in Costa Rica. And I'm like, yo you have no idea like how hard I've had to work to get here on my own dime and I don't have at this point like I've sold my home I sold my truck I really don't have a lot of things left in the United States I've gotten rid of most of my belongings like I've really gone all in on myself and that is so scary and maybe you're going all in isn't like as extreme as like moving to a jungle but you know maybe you've had that moment where you're like even just quitting your job and starting your own business like maybe that's your all-in moment where you're like oh crap I feel this fear like deep and viscerally (laughs) um and there's definitely been a lot of hard times and I've been going at it alone you know a lot of people move here with a partner um and I think it's been really good for me to like build trust in myself and confidence in myself and to show myself that I can do these things. I am a really determined person. And this has definitely been one of like my biggest, most challenging things I've decided to take on, but it's totally worth it. You know, I'm really glad that I trusted my intuition and I'm, 
like leaning in and learning the language slowly and uh, like learning about the culture. And it's it's different from what I'm used to. And you get homesick, even though this is where I want to be. There's a lot of luxuries that we get in the United States that we don't have here. Things are harder. A lot of people, they end up coming and they stay for a couple months and then they go back. It's definitely uh, different. But it's in different in all the ways that I prefer. You're kind of just swapping out like your pros and cons. Like there's pros and cons sure. to that traditional Western lifestyle. There's pros and cons to living in Central America, especially in like a remote mountain town. Like there's pros and cons. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so sticks, I think, you know, <laughs> yeah, I really do. It's kind of funny. I was talking to a friend. I'm like, I never envisioned myself living in the country, but the country is very different versus like <laughs> country in the United yeah. States. You know what I mean? Very, very different. Um so there's a lot of stuff that that changes. And I guess that's like the biggest thing is I just wish people who said those things would understand how hard I've fought and how much I've had to believe in myself and had conviction in my values. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's if you were like some trust fund baby, right, then it, then you could be like, yeah, OK, screw her. Like, how hard was that? And even then, like, it's going to have its own challenges. But for real, as someone like who was like, I got nothing but the money that I've saved up over the past couple of years and we're just going to YOLO it and hope things work out. And I, I also don't want to like, you know, like like you said, everyone does that. It's just like, not maybe not everyone, right? But people do it in different ways, right? If you move from one side of the country to the other, like you are leaving your family, your home, you know, you and, and taking a gamble on like that this job works for you or that you will be physically, mentally, emotionally okay from being that far from your support system and whatnot. Um, so, you know, like you can also look at yourself and be like, oh, I I have these things too. Like I have these wins. It's it's maybe not like as flashy as the, and I'm like air quoting, as flashy as the idea of like living in a Costa Rican jungle. But if you go from middle of nowhere, Iowa to like now you live in, even Florida, where you have like these beaches, like, hey, that's that's something you did, right? It, and people from your hometown are also gonna be like, wow, well, must be nice. So it's always, it's I think it's just human nature a bit. Yeah, to, it's always to something. Look at, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no winning <laughs> for some people. Uh, I, I I do want to like ask them, like, you know, you talked about how this was all to live like a healthier life because you were feeling sick in, in really every aspect of your life, right? Um, when it comes to holistic health, because we always kind of talk about it, what are the main things that you're trying to pay attention to in your day-to-day life? Um, because, you know, soon we're going to talk about like whether there's any differences really between what you're doing in the jungle and what we're doing in our concrete jungle of Chicago, New York, Baltimore, DC, um, and things like that. Yeah. I think the, like, if I had to give it like a top five, I would say eating nourishing foods, you know, gotta get my dietitian background, what it deserves. Like that's, that's to me, like one of the core ones for sure. Uh, moving my body daily in some way. And uh, that's not always like, I'm not row over here. Okay. Like this is sometimes <laughs> this is just, I'm going to go for a 30 minute walk because that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, reducing environmental exposures and changing up what was around me in the environment. You know, I grew up in suburbia, 
lived in college towns, then went back to a small city. Um, so it was very, very different from the way I live now, which I'll talk a little bit more about. And then I would say regulating sleep cycles in my nervous system. Maybe this is arguably the most important one, especially for holistic health. I think this is the foundation. Like if you're not sleeping and you are stressed to the max, you're just not going to mm. see the results you want. Whether that's something like gaining muscle or managing a gut health issue, like it's just not yeah. going to happen. So I think this is a big one um, that my environment definitely supports me in here versus uh, in the States. And then I would say the last one is really making space for ritual and connection. Uh, and um, yeah, I can explain more about that. What is late? What that is later? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Tell me all the rituals you do now. How many goats do you sacrifice in order to get their <laughs> blood and put on you? Uh, no. So you you did say like obviously you want to speak to food first because you came up as a dietitian. Obviously, you are still a dietitian and. We've talked about how important food is for literally every aspect of your life. Like you need to be eating in order to be succeeding. Um, what a rhyme I just thought of. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So what do your eating patterns look like? And like how have the foods you eat changed from where you are now to maybe where you were in North Carolina? This one's so interesting to me. I would say what I ate got better because I had less access. Like right. it was almost like I was forced to be like, okay, my options, I don't have as many options. So I kind of had, if I wanted to keep my framework of like, all right, I'm eating mostly whole foods. I, for me, I avoid gluten because I have an intolerance and like different things like it's like okay well I have more limited options here so within the framework of this anti-inflammatory style of eating like focusing on certain things what I my options got a lot smaller but then what I ate got right. a lot healthier which was a really interesting switch but like in the United States for example I loved whole foods I was a whole food girly um <laughs> and I would go get like specialty products all the time like they have like Dairy-free, gluten-free, everything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and you would it get all these bad. different things. Yeah. They don't definitely don't taste the best, but like it, <laughs> it does the trick. It scratches the itch. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> so I would go get these things and I would eat a lot more processed food. Like literally like the stupidest shit at Whole Foods. Like they have eight to $10 pints of like specialty ice creams with coconut yeah. milk, you know? And it was easy to identify like what's got what in it. It's got labels. It's gluten-free. It's organic, whatever. So you had a lot more choices what's funny here is you don't have a lot of choices like even <laughs> go do this at next time you're at the store go look for q-tips at your store how many options of just buying q-tips do you have when you walk in an american store whether it's a target or a walmart or even your grocery store it's comical at this point when i go back <laughs> because here you have one option Hey, that's all you need, that's right? That's it. You got one option. Um, and so it actually made things like easier on me. And here, um, the way I shop has changed from the U.S. And I really get mostly everything at fresh markets, which we call ferias, which are just like farmer's markets. And mm -hmm. I have access to a lot of fresh foods you just can't get because they can't ship them which is really cool. Like I've had the best fruit of my life living here. So I have access to a lot of different kinds of foods than in the United States per se. Yeah. But then it's hard to find some stuff that's common in the United States. So I would say that's a good trade-off is like amazing exotic fruit. But 
you know, this is a way you could shop anywhere. And there was a really good farmer's market in Durham. And then I lived in the country of Virginia for a little bit, which actually had a really good farmer's market, which which should make sense. You're in the country. Right. So there was like good farmers. So you can still do these things in the United States. You would just have to do what we do here, which is there are no calls scheduled on early Wednesday morning or Thursday morning because those are the days I have to go do my grocery shopping. It's mm. not like you've got a 24-hour Harris Teeter. <laughs> so right. you kind yeah, of yeah. just like adapt your lifestyle, um, which is great as an entrepreneur. I have that flexibility. But people here just do it. It's just a way of life. And so um, it's one thing that's different from the U.S. is like they don't have necessarily the same overworked hustle attitude things usually don't open here till like 10 o'clock so then you can go to the furia and get your groceries at 8 a.m so things are just different and i think that's one of the things i really like here um but it's really choosing good high quality foods i would say i have to plan a lot better because i have to like there's one guy with high quality meat around here like if you want the you know ethically raised kind of meat not from a traditional grocery store you pick up once a month so you have to really think through your meal planning and like what are you going to eat and you have to be really smart food shopping wise so this can be more time on the front end and just really planning what am I going to do for the month what do I need what meals am I going to make and you end up actually just being more prepared so it's just kind of different versus the United States like you could go to the grocery store daily if you wanted to and just right. get what you need. Uh, so you kind of just have to spend a little bit more time planning grocery shopping. Like, honestly, it's probably three or four times what I used to do. No Instacart. <laughs> you know, there's not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. And then I would say another big change from the systems was I cook at home a lot more. I don't eat out a lot because I, ha- I was living in a city with a really good food. I would definitely do takeout you know, at least once a week, if not twice. And that made a really big difference in the way I feel. And that's another tweak, though, that if you're willing to put in the time and plan, you can still shop at farmers markets, you can prioritize the local higher quality foods, and then you can eat at home more and cook more. But this is just, I think, this idea of like, okay, decide what's important to you and what can you prioritize and what can you shift and what can you not you know in the united states you have high quality like meal prep services and different things that might make more sense that you might want convenience foods when you need them so there's pros and cons and obviously like united states consumerism knows its audience which is like hustle culture for sure so you have a lot of convenience foods and things like readily available meal prep services all the things so that's how it's changed for me and also i think for the most part you could still eat like this in the united states you would just have to be willing and know it's going to take you a little bit more time to do it yeah yeah that's a really good point <laughs> um you know we especially when um covid was first happening uh like those i don't know if it was like every plate or what the other one is called hello fresh maybe hello fresh yeah yeah. they had these like deals where it's like 50 percent off for nurses and i was like hell yeah casey like let's just do that right and so financially it like made kind of sense because we were getting this right to our door the food was i don't know if i would say it's better quality than what you could buy it was good quality you know it didn't really change many things because we didn't live in like a food desert. We live in Albuquerque. So it was like a literal desert where you can get food wherever. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we had that ability to be like, you know what? Let's just take out going grocery shopping once a week and 
get this to our door. And if we can like, oh, we really have this feeling for something, we can either go out or then go to the grocery store. Um, and like we're very well aware of like how awesome that is and how super privileged that is to just be in the U.S. and be like, yeah, so I got all my meals delivered to my door. Uh, and like that doesn't really happen in a lot of places in the world. Um, but, you know, you one of the things I I kind of caught on to what you said was when you were living in uh, North Carolina, like you were like, oh, I went out to eat like once or twice a week. And then I, I don't know if you meant it this way, but like you, then you said like, oh, when I went to Costa Rica and I cut out that once or twice a week, like, you know, my life like really changed. My eating habits got better. I know that you're not like a someone who's like you go all in or nothing, but you know, really, how much of a difference is financially aside, like just from like a health perspective, how much of a difference is like one meal out a week going to make? Because like that was my kind of automatic like. Well, I don't know if I like believe that, but I wanted to get your take on if someone's like once a week I go out. It, maybe it's the same food that I'm eating, but I like I just someone else prepares it. Um, is that going to be like the reason that I'm not feeling great or how much of a difference is that actually going to to make? That's a good point. I feel like I should elaborate. Depends on how you go out and eat. Because for me, I was drinking. So I would go out, I would have cocktails, I would have a meal, I would have dessert. And then that kind of like influenced then what happens the next day and how I'm feeling. Sure. And, you know, so I would like go all out. <laughs> and I okay. still, I still like to go do those things and like go out to eat. Um, so it's not to say that's like a totally bad thing, but if you're doing that two or more nights a week, it depends on how you do it. If it's going to be like high alcohol, high sugar, all those things, then yeah, I think it can make a really big difference. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. But like, if I'm like, oh, I go to Chipotle once a week, I don't, but like, oh, if I went to Chipotle once a week, it's like, well, I would be eating steak and beans and rice like anyway, this just is a little better than I can cook it or it's more, it's quicker. Right. Um, yeah. But that was kind of my, my first thought, like, damn why would go once <laughs> well i think like having Just take all um, the fun away from me Brooke. come well, on i think you do have a lot more options too yeah you know like in like in the u.s like i love stuff like kava like you have all these options where it's not necessarily a bad thing like you're not doing like an over oh high fat decadent high sugar meal. sure but like let me tell you your girl likes some really gourmet food like i like to go to like <laughs> this really nice Italian restaurant where it's like you're sitting there and you're having like three to four courses and wine. Like that's sure, how yeah, I like yeah. to go out, you know? Yeah, I did I, then. I don't drink anymore, but I would still love to go out for some, like a four course meal maybe every now yeah, and then. Yeah, you're like, even in the jungle, I'm still not a, a thing here. bitch. <laughs> yeah, not a thing here, at least where I live. I think in some of the like higher density tourist places, you've got stuff like that though. Yeah, it makes sense. You got to prepare yourself. Side note, kind of, you were talking about how different situations allow you to kind of plan things differently um obviously one of the things i'm most excited about is now that we have a house we have like a basement and like storage and i want a deep freezer so bad so that when we like buy food in bulk we can freeze it and be like cool like and it you don't realize like we were at harris teeter and casey was like oh we need toilet paper and i was like why would we get it here when we can get it at we can get 80 rolls at BJ's for like $2. You know what I mean? It's like when you buy it in bulk, it's just way cheaper. And she was like, 
oh yeah like we have the space now and it's like yeah why wouldn't i buy like bigger cuts of meat that i can just freeze and like the the quality is still going to be the same like it's not like i'm going to a nicer place or anything but now i can like we can plan out for longer weeks and be like okay these are our meals for the next normally go week by week uh but maybe two weeks three weeks maybe the month and it's just like being able to plan that then takes away the stress of like oh my god what are we eating and then also like oh we didn't cook anything like let's just go out to eat and you know you save money and then also like probably make healthier choices it's not like we go out to eat and we get drunk and stuff but you know like sometimes we go out and we get like well we just had papa john's the other day but like this other pizza spot is like having a deal like <laughs> let's go out and do that again uh so yeah i just it's it's like you can maybe you could maybe you couldn't but like having a deep freezer like in your house like you know that's also a luxury that like we have that maybe is a pro that you don't have right or even like the the amount of meat like if it's just one person you can't be like oh i'll take 50 pounds of it and he's like <laughs> well uh no one else gets any meat now <laughs> too yeah so. there's a lot of weird little things like that that's just like well that's not a thing here and you just have to learn to do things differently um but i mean i think people who buy homes here you could certainly find a deep freezer and like put it in a home but the way they do rental homes here is what's in it is in it it's already usually furnished it's like ready yeah. for you so then you kind of just have your accessories your personal items stuff like that and so you end up not having a lot of say and things like appliances or kitchen items and you kind of just work with what you've got unless you want to invest a whole bunch of money into someone else's home you know right. so <laughs> yeah. it's just like really it's really interesting but just like little stuff like that that's different because in the u.s when you rent it's empty and you usually bring all your own stuff maybe not your appliances but um so it's just kind of kind of different also power can sometimes be hit or miss and mm. uh man that would really suck to lose an entire deep freezer oh, full man. of good stuff yeah God. all my pops all my sugar <laughs> pops uh okay so we talked about food right and i think we i think we did a good job at being like look whether you are in the jungle or whether you are here like and i say here being somewhere outside of the jungle right like you can eat in different ways um but you also talked about how movement is important for you. And that's, you know, kind of if we have realms, right? Food is yours, movement is mine. And you were like, you know, I'm not like a row who's like lifting all day, every day. I wish. But sometimes it is just a walk. Sometimes it is just a swim. And I say just and I shouldn't, but it's a walk and a swim. Um, but like, how does it vary in Costa Rica compared to here? And someone who's like, yeah, well, you know, you get to walk and see the jungle and you get to walk to a waterfall. Like all I have is like a gym down the street or whatever. Like, what do you say to those people who are maybe fantasizing the, the work of movement? Yeah, I used to be like a gym rat. I loved it. For those you, who don't know, I was right. a personal trainer in college. I taught group fitness classes. I really, really loved it. So it's changed a lot from how it used to be. But I mean, we just don't have that here. You could go down to the city, maybe 40, 45 minutes and find a gym. But like realistically, who the heck's going to do that on like windy, like sketchy roads right. anyway? Like I try not to go down to the city too often. Um, there's certainly some guys up here who go do it. Um, but then I've had to adapt and, and change how I do things. And so I have like some dumbbell sets at home. Like I've had to get creative and the type of movement has changed 
if you think about what it's like when you're at home in your regular environment versus if you go on vacation somewhere and you still want to move your body, it's like that. You just kind of have to get creative. Like, how do I adapt and still prioritize movement in a different environment? And for Mm -hmm. me, I have to have fun doing it or I'm just like not going to do it. Like, I'm not one of those people. It's just I so I like to do it with other people. So I found some really good local groups um, and fitness classes here, which is really fun, but it's doing really out of the box things. Like there's a boxing club that I go to, which is really a lot of conditioning and learning about boxing and shadow boxing and all the things. And then there's also like a women's weightlifting where it's circuits and we have dumbbells and we, we do certain things. I go to yoga classes. I love walking here because, you know, I live in a cloud forest, a type of rainforest and it's gorgeous. People come from all over the world to hike these mountains and I just walk outside my door and I get to do it. And that's right. I've never had this in my life and I'm thrilled about it. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, I also live in the middle of nowhere. So it's like, it's like if you live in the country in the U S or somewhere, like you might have pretty walks or the beach, if you live at the beach. Um, so that is nice, but I like, you know, I think it's honestly, this might sound like morbid or something, but if someone can get fit in an eight by eight cell, then I don't think anyone has an excuse that's like, oh, well, I can't move my body. You could just do, you know, I think body weight movement is underrated. I do so much more body weight. I go to classes that are fully just body weight moving your body and it's a workout. So I think that you can move your body anywhere. And obviously I have a beautiful place to do it. All my workouts are outside now, which is kind of cool from someone who used to always be in a gym. I'm always working out outside, which I think is just good for you to have fresh air and sunlight. Um, you know, but you could still do that obviously in like New York city, you know, I have clients in New York city and they go to central park to run to feel like they have some time in nature. So there's like a, I think a lot more ways to get in movement and have variety. You've got all these specialty classes in the U S that are really fun. Like Barry's Boot Camp. You've got orange theory. Like you've got all (laughs) these different things. Um, and here I really just have a few dumbbells or, some limited classes that my neighbors host, which are quite epic, honestly, compared to other ones I've been to. Um, So it just looks different. I've had to change a lot. I haven't touched a barbell and I don't even know how long. Um, And it shows. (laughs) So (laughs) Your muscles have gotten smaller, just say. It's just a different, like, I guess the theme that you're probably going to notice is like, I have a different list of things I can do here and things I could do in the U.S. Like, it's just different. And I, I chose here. You know, for a lot of other reasons, the pros outweighed the cons. Yeah. I I think you said something <clears throat> that made me think of, not I think, you did. <laughs> you did say something that made me think of something while I was thinking, while I was looking at the gym this morning. Uh, so, I don't know. I feel like 75 to 80% of the time I'm like enjoying my lifts, right? But for me, like it is, it is work. I know I can't be someone who works in the professional sports space has a business where I'm trying to get people to move and be stronger and live healthier lives and just like sit on my couch right like there is kind of this self-imposed like hey you have to be in shape you have to try and keep growing like these are messages you give out so like you you should be doing it yourself right you're walking the walk um and that made me think of like that is not everyone's goal, obviously. If you're listening to Brooke and you're like, oh, yeah, well, like I could never give up a barbell, right? Because that's something that I said. That's why we bought a gym when COVID hit. I was like, I will lose my mind if I'm not able to lift. 
you got creative, right? But it was creative until you were able to get your hands on stuff. And then I was like, okay, now I don't have to do like air squats with a backpack on me. Like I can, I can get back to doing what I want to do. But walking outside around the neighborhood, like that's, that's exercise. That's movement. It's not going to like get you to lose like a hundred pounds. Well, that's not true. It can, right? If it's structured, but like, Depending on what your goal is, and if you are like, I just want to be fit and live a good life and do enough exercise to where like I feel good, awesome. That is very, very, very different from I am trying to maximize my hypertrophy and my strength, and I'm going to go in the gym and I'm going to essentially kill myself for an hour and do everything right afterwards so that that work is not in vain. Like, it's just important to hear that and to know that if you are someone who is just getting into it or if you are someone who maybe is like, oh, well, I'm not working as hard or whatever as the guy next to me. Are you working hard enough to like do the things you want to do? Are you going into the gym to feel better? And if you're leaving better and liking your result, then that's fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't like strive for more, but like if that's what it is for that point in time, awesome, right? Like, and that's something that I, it's it's just like the food thing, right? Like, hey, if you are eating a couple more vegetables than usual, if you are making sure you are at a minimum getting like the protein that you need, then that's great. We can work on all the other things, but like do not stress yourself and make your life worse by trying to achieve this thing that is going to cost more energy than you're willing to give. Uh, and you said you walked outside and stuff and I don't think you have like a walking treadmill there under your desk. Right. But that's something that like we can, (laughs) that's something that we can get in the U S very easily. So if you are someone who's like, well, I work from home, I sit and work at a desk for eight hours, go buy a little walking under your desk treadmill, something that's going to get you to get up and move. Uh, Oh, there's the ladder. Sorry. Um, Something's going to get you to move and just like be more active than you were or are. And that's going to have like so many benefits, like all the stuff that you talked about. So I, I think in my mind, and maybe it's because that's part of my realm. I'm like, that is the easiest thing to do. Go up and down your stairs once or twice. Uh, take a walk around the block. You know, like these, these are not, they're life changing things, but they're not like so hard that you can't do it literally anywhere that you're at yeah i think that's like a huge misconception is that it's got to be like this really big dramatic thing like you have to commit to like a 90 minute strength training program like you really don't it's actually really small things that you're consistent with that make the biggest difference yeah uh great so we talked about food we talked about uh moving and now i want to talk about like the actual environment right not just like you know, the jungle and the concrete jungle, but like the different exposures that we get from being in each place. Like, what are we talking about when we talk about environmental exposures and what are the differences between the U.S. and Costa Rica? Yeah, I want to like give a a pre prequel, which is none of this is to make anyone fearful but rather just so that we're aware and we understand how we can reduce whatever it is that we're exposed to around us. We're never going to be able to fully limit any exposures. 
we're talking about from our environment. It's our air, it's our water, it's chemicals we come in contact with on food, whatever, um, radiation, different things in our day-to-day life uh, that can impact our health. And, you know, it's also not if you're exposed to these things, it's the end of the world. But sometimes if you're exposed at a certain level or repetitively, like it can become an issue. Um, so that's kind of like my little prequel to talking about environmental exposures. Cause I think there can We're be safe. a lot of fear mongering, you know, for sure. And yeah. that's not the point. This is just to give everyone a heads up to be aware. Yeah. Yeah, don't eat fruits because of the pesticides. It's like, right? okay, well we can do different things. there. Yeah. yeah. So this, uh, this varies a lot, even when you live in the United States and I see it working with all different clients. It's kind of fascinating. The United States is huge. There's a lot going on, but with someone, so big, you know, it's like when someone is worried about an L.A. is going to be different than what somebody is worried about in the countryside versus someone in the country right. that lives in the mountains where there might be mining versus someone who lives in the country where there might be a fertilizer plant or a military base. Like all of these things matter. And uh, so it varies. But when it comes to water, like no matter where you are, I would recommend filtering it and. Here I do filter my water. Here I have fresh spring water, which is to me like one of the most magical things. <laughs> like I get to shower in fresh spring water and, and I think that it's great. But there still can be different things in the tanks or the pipes. And it's just recommended, especially living in a place like here with very parasite rich soil and all the things, you just right. filter it. So I still filter my water here, but that's what it looks like here in Costa Rica for me. They also do have like city water situations in certain places and they have wells in certain places. So just like the United States, there's a lot of variety here. So it's something you pay attention to when you get a rental or a home, just like you would in the U S. Um, but depending on where you are would depend on what you need to do. So if you're someone living in the country, mm. let's say, who has well water, no one's testing that well. You know, like the government's not, you know, testing to see what's in it. So that would be something I would recommend people do to test to see what's in there. Um, and then you need to filter accordingly versus in like a city where it's coming from a source, they're testing it and they're doing things, but you might not necessarily still want everything that's in there coming through your pipes. So at the bare minimum, I would do a high quality charcoal filter for everyone. Um, and then in some cases, you know, I've seen some really wild cases with one-on-one clients recently have had these ridiculous heavy metal exposures. And we, I start looking on a map and I'm like, Oh, like you live right next to a fertilizer plant and that makes sense as to why there's really high levels of uranium in your well water and in your groundwater and this is causing health issues at this point. So that's why I think it's something we should pay attention to and be aware yeah. of what's happening um, and then just determine the best way to filter water. So it doesn't really matter if you live in like a first world country or not. Like there's some crazy stuff that we can get exposed to. Um, when it comes to air, one of the interesting things about Costa Rica is Air conditioning is not a thing in most places. I think it became a thing because of tourism and Airbnbs, but usually you're just going with fresh airflow, which I think in general can be better for you. I actually, my sister came and she brought a sickness with her. She was working on a world tour with musician and she came to visit Crazy. me after and she brought this gnarly sinus infection and the doctor, like the regular traditional physician was like lecturing us about how bad the air conditioning is, turned it yeah. off, like it was probably all this recycled air in these hotel rooms you've been staying in. Like it was really funny to me because you just wouldn't really hear those things from an American doctor. Right. Uh, but if you do have AC units, like regularly clean them, 
Ro, you're about to be a homeowner. This will be your job now um, yeah. to yeah. schedule these things. You like if you're in a rental, usually they'll change do it the for filters, you. Filters, baby. Yeah, every ninety days, change your yeah. air filters. Do not skimp on the quality of your air filters and cheap out. Okay, this is not a duct tape your mirror on your car situation. Hey all right? now, this is hey a, now. Let's. This is a uh, like get the nice ones that are gonna filter out uh, <laughs> filter out the good stuff. Um, yeah, you can cheap on certain fair. things, but like. We get every 90 days really high quality air filters in your home because that's what they do. They filter out stuff like mold spores. Um, <laughs> yeah, important. And also, like, not to cut you off, if you live in a city that has a lot of, like, I mean, there's pollution here, right? Like, even you going outside, like, yeah, it's fresh air, but it's obviously not as fresh as Peru, as Costa Rica, as, like, these places where you have a lot of trees that are going to help filter that. So if you have a strong filter that you are taking care of and everything then you know I, I would still choose outside air for a myriad of reasons but at least you know that like the air that's coming into your house like is a little cleaner in a certain way than the air that's outside absolutely yeah and there's certain people who if you've got the means and it's something that's important to you you can even get additional filter units like i love the air doctor i had one when i lived um in North Carolina, I also had like 50 house plants. So I was just trying to be extra <laughs> yeah, mindful of yeah. like mold and other things. Uh, so you can always do added things. If you live in a city, I honestly would probably invest in something like that. I think it's worth it. Like one of the big downsides of here is mold is a really big issue. So you have to be really careful and use dehumidifiers and airflow to like avoid those things. So I would say that's kind of like the downside of stuff that we have to be mindful of here versus the states. Yeah. But um, when it comes to other exposures, like, I mean, like Ro mentioned, like our foods, just something as simple as creating a little produce wash, like get a reusable spray bottle, fill it with two cups of water and one cup of distilled white vinegar, and then wash your fruits and veggies at home. Like just something that simple is a way that you're reducing different things that we get exposed to. So I think that's a, a good, easy one. And you can store it in your fridge and keep it cold just usually works better with cold water uh, really great to like soak your bear like if you get a bunch of fresh berries make a two parts water one part white vinegar soak them all dry them all off store them they last longer too so those are like simple oh, ways you can can reduce things and you know here we have very parasite rich soil compared to the united states it's also like the soil we have a green season and a rainy season where things are really robust but it's like it's always things are growing, which is why it's so lush. So it's mm -hmm. just very different. The soil's different. So there's different things that we have to be mindful of. But if you've, if you're like spending a lot of time outside or you have pets, that's something to think about. Like your pets carry things inside. So just be mindful of like general hygiene and like keeping your home clean, honestly. Um, yeah. And then there's little swaps you can make, like no matter where you live, like, swapping you know aluminum foil a foil for parchment paper you know drinking out of a glass or stainless steel instead of plastic storing food in glass or stainless steel instead of plastic yeah we gotta get better at that i mean those are like those are things i would do over time like don't replace all of your cooking wear but like right, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're like well this tupperware has seen better days and it's a different color it's supposed to be clear like throw it away and just buy a never, glass set never put tomato sauce in a tupperware container because then it's just red for the rest of its life it's Absolutely. so gross oh it grosses me out um 
yeah, I would definitely ditch the the plastic stuff if possible. And, um, you know, little things like holistic dentistry. I just had all my metal amalgam mercury fillings removed. That was a big deal. And um, also our devices. It's Rowan and I were talking about this before we got on. Like uh, my computer is probably about to die. Knock on wood. Just make it for a couple more months. But um, it's putting (laughs) off a lot of like heat and radiation. And it like you feel it after a while. Your phones, too. You know, sleeping with our phones, they've done all kinds of funny studies about like men who have their phones in their pockets. Like all of these little electric devices do put off radiation, which is not a big deal in like a small, you know, amount. But if you work on a computer and you're constantly on your phone, giving yourself a break can be something that I think is beneficial. So one thing I've been doing is putting my phone on airplane mode so I can still see what time it is. I can still... um, have an alarm and I put it not next to my head anymore I used to sleep with it right on my nightstand by my head so I put it in a different place but maybe you get an old school alarm clock or maybe you totally turn off your wi-fi at night this is a great one uh, for parents who they don't want their kids on the internet at a certain hour so you can do you can do different things you know a lot of people can take this to extremes in my opinion I don't think you need to I'll let you know if that changes Um, (laughs) but you know there's just things like that that we can do which is honestly just also just less screen time is always better. So overall yeah, I would say sure. like, you know, jungle versus concrete jungles, like it's kind of a wash. It's also going to vary depending on where you live in the United States and the country you are going to have problems that you're not going to have in the city. So rather I think just like educate yourself on where your water is coming from, how you should be filtering it, you know, keep in mind your air. Do you live in the country? Do you have lots of fresh air and trees? Could you maybe use an extra air filter Put on your put on your calendar every ninety days. Change the air filter. You know things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I think for, I mean, this is about as woo as I get. But like having plants inside your house too, like especially when you live in a city, right? Like uh, this is the first time I've lived by water. The harbor is, you know, a hundred feet away. Not a hundred feet, but it's very close and it's very accessible. Um, and it's cool because I'm like, oh, I get to go look at water. I don't get in it because harbor water is disgusting. But like <laughs> it's it's just different, right? It's a different feeling. It's a different smell, sometimes terrible at the harbor. But like, you know, you're getting that. And like that's that's outdoors to me. Like if you stay in Baltimore, you stay in a city and you're just in concrete all the time and you don't go to a park, like you – it feels good to be outside. It feels good to be around green, to be around grass and trees. So get a plant, get a couple plants. And you made a joke about like the air purifier in your plants. Like you had so many plants and I think it's hilarious. You were like, screw these plants. We're just going to go to the actual jungle. But like, that's something that, that can, can really like help lift your spirits and like make you feel good. I don't know if it's spiritually, like mentally, emotionally, like as a human, but like you water it, it's green. You look at it and you're like, oh, like I give you something, you give me something. <laughs> like it, it's good for you. Um, so I just think that that's always like, it's always another thing that you can do. Like if you are stuck in concrete and you are like, there is no green, then bring green home. Like just make it a little nook or a little corner or your whole living room, whatever it is that, that you want to do. Um, it's really good for you. Yeah, I think also, uh, I love the plant woo topic. There's plants that filter the air. Some plants actually absorb radiation too. Like nature's 
such a beautiful tool. So I love that tip of like bringing nature indoors. I had an indoor jungle for sure. You did, yeah. Maybe we'll do that too, but Lord knows I'm going to not take care of them. So, uh, yeah. Um, so we talked about uh, food, we talked about exercise, we talked about kind of exposures. Um, but then you kind of were talking about how in your mind, like you've shifted from like gut health and maybe it's also a conversation we've had um off air before but like you switch from gut health being the main thing to now being like whoa nervous system regulation like is probably your main thing now um so like sleep cycles what does it mean when we say like nervous system regulation right people are like well i can think straight and i'm not crazy that's all i need right (laughs) like no there are other things like are you walking around with like your teeth clenched all the time does your neck hurt because you're always like super stressed um i was wondering if you could like talk about what nervous system regulation is and how you can take some of the things that are maybe in costa rica and make them actionable here um so that people you know do know that you don't have to be surrounded by trees to feel like a normal human being it just really helps yeah (laughs) the trees help yeah um those tree huggers were really onto something. <laughs> they were. Um, so there's like a science side and a woo side to this, which is really how I approach just about everything in life now. But when the, ner- the nervous system really is just this giant system of chemical communication in the body, yeah. like really. And um, but from a woo perspective, any stressors, any traumas, any stuck emotions, like we carry that in our body. Um And a lot of the times we'll develop really unhealthy coping strategies when we're dysregulated in our nervous system. We might overwatch TV, overeat, overexercise, just, I don't know, be an asshole to our partner. Like there's just (laughs) things you might do that you're like, well, okay, someone's wound a little tight today. So those are the things that, you know, you, you kind of think about. So there's actually like really deep health and hormonal implications to this it also impacts our gut health our sleep cycles just from the nervous system from like a biological perspective but then also it's going to impact your life in a lot of other ways if depending on like coping strategies and if you don't feel good and like you said you're like this ball of just tension like it's just not gonna be great so that's kind of i guess my summary of what the nervous system is and another thing people will think is like oh well like i need to be calm all the time like no that's not also realistic yeah it's actually about in my opinion building resiliency so you have a lower baseline it's really about like okay my norm used to be my stress was at an eight but now my norm is my stress is at like a three or four and if it gets to an eight, I have tools and practices that can help me bring it down really quickly and easily without spiraling out of control. To okay. me, that's really the goal of nervous system regulation. And I think sleep then goes kind of hand in hand. Like sleep is magical. It's beautiful. <laughs> like just you lay that's down. That's the reason you dream, we do it. Like you, yeah. And that's when the body is doing a lot of repair and your organs are detoxing and doing all the things that they do magically that you have you don't even know it's doing Mm -hmm. um so it's really important that we do it and i think that honestly this is the one that for sure it's easier to do here for me than in the united states and um why i mean because here i the pace of life 
you're going to make fun of me, but you can feel the difference of the energy when you're in places. Maybe if you visited Costa Rica, people listening will understand. Like the Pura Vida life saying. is a thing. It's yeah. more relaxed. It's not super, it's not super like, oh my God, you better hurry. Like, I can't believe you were five minutes late. Like, that's yeah. just not a part of the culture here. <laughs> right. Like, first of all, oh, they're nice like, to show up. the it's nicest, not sarcastic. Not like the nicest Latin culture. Like, they're just, everyone's super chill. It's, you're on time if you're five minutes late. Like, it's fine. Pura Vida. Um, so it's easier here because I, like, energetically, I don't feel that go, go, go hustle. Um, I'm in nature here, which you can do in the in the U.S. And I don't know if it's because of the positioning of the country, but the sun is very strong and I wake up with the sun and I go down with the sun. And what also is weird is because of it being close to the equator, it's the same all year round, mm, which yeah. is so weird and it trips people out. But you have 12 hours of sunlight and you have 12 hours of dark. But it's it's and it's dark, dark. Okay, like it's not like where you have a lot of light pollution in the Lights, U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it is dark. You're like, okay, we just front, it, like you. It'll look outside. You'll be like, it feels like midnight and it's seven o'clock at night. Um, <laughs> so that has actually really helped me stabilize my sleep and wake patterns. Like I have a super solid morning and bedtime routine, and it's the sun is always the same. I've I have my schedule is always the same. Like I don't have where I'm up really early. I'm up really early anyway, except with the sun. I'm usually up by 6.30, 5.30, And then I'm usually ready to wind down with the sun, regardless of if it's a weekend or a weekday. And so there's a lot of stability that it's provided. But again, you could do this in the US. It would just vary seasonally. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I think here too, I'm surrounded by a community of people that engage in a lot of these practices and do a lot of these things. So I just have a lot of access. You know, yeah. there's always... Uh, breath work some type of meditation some type of like somatic practice like there's always things going on that are really fun and supportive so it's just not like me being a woo weirdo in the city by myself which is how it definitely <laughs> felt in Durham North Carolina um, but you can use any of these these things truly the best things are going to be free like meditation you don't need to pay for you don't need yeah. you, know, you can do it for free on Spotify there's great guided ones you can do it yourself your breath is always a great tool you can do a lot of these different somatic practices. I, I teach a lot of these now within the community and in my programs, but you can do them anywhere. It doesn't really matter where you are. So, you know, I think that that's important. A big part of nervous system regulation, in my opinion, is also really good time management, which might you might be like, mm. well, this sounds like a type A, like masculine energy thing. But <laughs> truly, if you don't have really good time management, you're not going to have space to prioritize these other practices, especially if you're adding them into your existing life. So I think like getting really good on time management actually helps a lot of this nervous system work. And then having really good boundaries, like getting really clear on your values and priorities is going to then ha help you have boundaries around them. Like for you, it's movement. Like this is my non-negotiable. Like this is my time. Yeah. This is what really supports me. Like you, it's on your calendar. It's part of your morning routine. Like you value it and it's, that's a hard boundary. And so I think that's another piece that can be helpful. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, the other, maybe it was yesterday or this morning, like I, I come home, uh, when, you know, when the team is here and it's like every day I, I'm going to wake up at like six or seven naturally, regardless. Uh, is it raining over there? Is it raining? 
yeah, a storm just started, so I <laughs> okay. need to go get my meditation pillow off the deck. Starting. Speaking of nervous ahead, system you, regulation, you, you can go ahead. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just make a mark here. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> it's like it's like time skipping, you know. Uh, I guess that's that's another trade off, right? Is that like I'm here if it starts pouring, I'm like, well, none of my windows are open, so it doesn't matter. But you're like, oh, I have to go close all of my windows because I everything has to be open <laughs> in order for it to to work. Um, yeah, rainy season is fun. <laughs> I don't I don't remember what I was gonna say. Do you remember what we were talking about? Uh, I was talking about last thing I said was like the gym is your non-negotiable and just like having boundaries around your values and priorities yeah no no don't know no idea (laughs) it's probably not oh oh, I was talking about how um you know for for work like I wake up at six or seven like regardless it's just kind of when I wake up um but I go to I come home at like 11 30 or midnight kind of like around then and there are some nights where I just like, I'm like, oh, all right, let me just like try to wind down by like being on my phone, even though I know that like I'm not going to wind down if I have a phone in my hand and I'm looking at it. And next thing I know, it's one and I'm like, oh, OK, like I have to go to sleep. Sometimes I'm like, why the hell am I doing this to myself a- actively as I'm like on my phone, like just put it down and go to sleep. And half the times so I'm like, OK, yeah, I can go do that. But it is that's part of like the the discipline aspect as well like i value the way that i want to feel the next day so i can lift so i can do the things that i want to do so i can manage my time like we talked about it's much harder to manage my time if i'm exhausted it's much harder to manage my time when i'm so tired that it's going to take me longer to do the things that i like to do um and some of that is just like yeah, I can't change that I'm going to come home at 10, 11, 12, but I can change that as soon as I'm home, I'm going right to bed. Like, and I should stop kind of wasting my time because it is wasting my time to catch up on like, oh, what's, what's on Instagram? Like, I don't care. I really shouldn't care. Like nothing is going to happen that I can't wait until the next morning to like check at. So it's kind of just making those changes. Yeah. It's kind of interesting how like, 
we think when we start adopting like this healthier lifestyle it's like oh well, all these things i have to give up like what are you giving up it, yeah. you know like these yeah. tiny little dopamine <laughs> hits on your phone scrolling yes. like your netflix binging like what is that really adding to your life it's yeah. you know like this, these aren't like nourishing things that give you like energy or make you feel better they're really just like numbing like maybe yeah. a little bit of entertainment but it's just so interesting how we view things it's like what's really important like just just switch your routines a bit yeah and and it's just like eating out right way we're not saying stop eating out but like maybe once a week maybe twice a week if you're doing seven times a week right we're not saying you have to be in bed when the sun goes down is it going to be like best probably right we're humans we're wired a certain way but like if you choose to chase those dopamine hits or play video games because you haven't in a while or spend extra time with your partner because it's been a while like do those things like those are nourishing in, in different ways but like understand that the the cost here is that you're cutting out sleep in order to get something else and if you do that enough times like there's going to be some some negative uh things that are happening to you yeah i think there are definitely some like n- some tips i could wherever you are things i would do when it comes to supporting your sleep and like the biggest one in the morning would be if you can wake up with the sun do it or use a sunrise alarm clock there's really awesome things that happen to our body and our cortisol levels and our hormones when we have that type of stimulus waking us up and then if you are rushing waking up and rushing i would adjust your schedule so that you don't have to rush and that you can give yourself at least 10 minutes to do something else to support you and not start your day from this rushing stress level of an eight or nine. But can I like start it from a four or five? And so I always am like, what are some easy things you could do? Drink a big glass of water, step outside, see the sun. Maybe you can add something else to create some type of morning routine or ritual that you actually look forward to so that you can set yourself up and your nervous system up for a good day. And then at night, you know, on Instagram, I would say that's a tough one for me. Um, but I like I do no screens in bed now, like no TV, no mm. computer. We don't have TVs here, which is kind of weird. Most people don't have TVs, <laughs> but it's easy to bring your laptop to bed and like watch a movie. Sure. Um, you know, so have a set time where you're like, this is when I'm getting bed and there's no screens. Like I'm going to read a book. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to just sit with myself. I don't know. Um and then you can use other tools like on Instagram. Now they, ha- you can set it to remind you like, Oh, you've been on here for 20 minutes and it actually really works. So I'm like, this is embarrassing. I've wasted 20 minutes of my life scrolling <laughs> reels. So then I, I respond and I get off. So there's different stuff like that. I really love this app called the freedom app. It's like a green butterfly and uh, you can pick what apps you want to be blocked and you can block them for either three hours or like set an alarm. And that's also helpful if you find yourself just like constantly coming back to your phone when you don't need to be, you can block all your social media. So, you know, there's, there's things you can do, but I would really recommend start protecting your mornings and evenings to help your sleep and your nervous system. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Those are, those are good. And, uh, they're just, when I, when every time I talk about that, I'm like, dang, there's things I can do better and things that I'm excited to be like, Oh yeah, tonight I won't do that tomorrow morning. I will do that. Um, but that's what it is, right? Like small changes when you think about them and see where you can go. Um, last and not least, I know we got to wrap this up here. Um, I think one thing that, you know, not, not to speak too much about the kind of the private talks you've had, but one thing that you've been kind of diving more into and kind of like freely expressing and like feeling is 
like ritual and connection and like making space for that um, because it's become like very important to you. What does that look like? And like, what do people like, what should they think when, you know, they're hearing like spiritual and like, you know, that, that kind of connection. Cause I did make a joke about like, you know, you slaughtering a, a lamb, right. And like <laughs> baiting in its blood. Cause that's like the crazy rituals. Right. But I, I think that sometimes there's like maybe some negative connotations with the word ritual. Um, so like speaking to that and, you know, getting people to understand that it's like, no, it's not this like super like you know, set in like a religious tone or whatever, but it's like maybe something that is a non-negotiable that I am actively putting energy towards. Yeah. Yeah. This is funny. I think, uh, people do when they hear those words think of like ridiculous pagan satanic rituals that you might yeah. hear about or something but that's definitely not what i'm talking about um to me rituals are routines that are sacred and these are things that i do over and over again like a ritual is something you repeat it's something i do over and over again to support myself and the earth and those around me um and for a really long time i was telling ro behind the scenes i was like i feel like i'm coming out of the spiritual closet yeah you know i was like <laughs> i was really that. scared to even like mention in a in text or in a caption the word prayer because i was so worried it would be taken as like oh she's like some extreme born again christian or like whatever right. you know they might think that it goes into that context and it's just personally not what I believe, you know, and everyone has their own set of beliefs, but I do spiritual health is a part of health. It's a part of health in all the research and all the dimensions and all the things that we talk about. It is a part of health. Um, and it's been a big part of my journey. And what that looks like for me is definitely different. And it's going to look like that for everyone. And maybe, um, your belief system is just, a higher power it does have a religious context like i'm not trying to knock whatever your thing is for me um it's definitely more about earth connection to the earth and those around me and i do have like a belief um in what i refer to as god but it doesn't have that the religious context that people might stereotypically think um but a lot of these rituals, like really the goal is to connect more deeply to myself and bring awareness to how I'm feeling, my mood, my energy and tending to my nervous system. Yeah. So it's not as like woo as you would think. <laughs> like it's really just right. about creating space um, for myself. And I think having these rituals is important. And so I really try to put them in my morning and in my evening. And I'm a lot of the times this is as simple as like I'm sitting still I light a candle and I'm just checking in with how I feel and like where am I at and like honest with myself this morning I was having a really rough morning for no reason I just got up and the voices in my head are like damn you should have done this better you're behind why aren't you doing this and I'm like damn dude like chill I just lit the candle like let He's me breathe yeah like <laughs> like sometimes it's just that's all it is it's just like right. you know journaling um having a gratitude practice and just being grateful you know like yeah. maybe that's your ritual uh it can be that simple but to me it's a way to start your day with it, with intention and to close your day with intention and i think that that's important and it helps build connection in yourself it helps to build body awareness and i think it's an important part of managing health because you have to be aware of your experience in your body and how your communicate your body communicates with you um, so that you know how to respond to symptoms and changes 
So right. it's really just about creating space to check in with yourself and like making these little mundane moments sacred. And I think it makes life a lot more exciting when you choose to go about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I, I love that you, you talked about that and kind of made it like it, it's simple when you zoom out, right? Oh, you light a candle, you sit there like, yeah, that that is if you're looking at it from the outside in what it is, but like, oh, this is my space. I'm checking in. And it made me think of uh, Casey because I, I think one time one time I woke up and was kind of like talking to her when she was getting ready for work. And I remember this look she kind of gave me like, why are you talking to me? Normally you're asleep. Right. And like she wakes up, she drinks her coffee downstairs and she just most times I think she's like chilling on her phone. But I, I just remember being like, oh, this is your time. Like you are sitting here with your coffee, getting ready for your day before work, getting ready before whatever. And you know that a part of me is like, are you also eating your protein bar? Are we getting food in you, right? Like I'm thinking of those things that like we're trying to work on, but it's like it's her space. Like this is her, whether she believes it or not, and whether it's maybe not like sacred or like not as, wooey like that's her time she's created that time to kind of check in and do whatever she thinks she's needs to be done um without her annoying ass fiance coming up to her and being like hey let's just you know being like golden retriever energy or like it's 11 p.m why aren't you letting me sleep and i'm like oh let me just annoy you for a bit um and so you know i would invite like our listeners to kind of look at things that they do and like like these are my non-negotiables like I go downstairs maybe like I wash the dishes before everyone gets up because it's my time and I'm thinking about the day and like it can be something like that it doesn't have to be like carving out okay go get a special candle go get a special book and it can be and it's you know we would invite you to try and do those things but like you are already doing some things this way you just aren't thinking about it as being like okay this is my ritual time yeah I think that that's I mean, I think that's the real beauty of it is like every little mundane moment is actually sacred and we rush yeah. through it. And, you know, like we don't have dishwashers, most of us here. So like washing the dishes by hand is sometimes like a 20 minute meditation. And like yeah. some of the best clarity can come from that. So it's also just kind of about how the mindset of how you approach things and like giving your, yourself that space, I think. Yeah. Oh man, this is long. I feel like it's been a long, and and it's like I had to keep cutting stuff off, and because I was like, I have so many questions. Because we, you really can have like a whole hour on like each movement, eating, spirituality. Um, I but, like your questions. You, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah. I wanted to, you know, just give like people insight to understanding that like wherever we are, we can make these steps. Um, and even if you are not in the jungle or you live in a high rise in New York City, like like I said, we can bring plants in with us. We can create space. Um, like you said, we can be uh, more active. We can eat better. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I just like it's just it's always good to have these conversations to remind ourselves that like we can have little pity parties. That's fine. But once the pity party's over, like taking some time and be like oh i have this resource i can do this i have this resource i can do this um and understand that those those small steps are are going to help build that holistic health um so that you can be the healthiest and best version of yourself regardless of 
the environment that you're in. Yeah, there's pros and cons to each. It's really of like pick your hard, like pick what is most appealing to you. Nothing is going to be perfect. No one place, no one environment is going to be perfect. And I think like, you know, I'm I'm really grateful that I get to call this this community home and this this country home. I'm super grateful for that. Um, and it was the by design and I, and I'm, you know, I'm glad that I, I did that, but there's definitely no excuses in my opinion. I think no matter where you live, some things are going to be easier. Some things are going to be harder. And then it's really just about educating yourself on where you live, different exposures and how best to support yourself for your lifestyle. Cause it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. I'll think about that as I'm switching out my new air filter like yeah (laughs) at least i get ac you know like always i'll be sitting here just i'll be sitting here some days just sweating while i work just in case anyone (laughs) wanted to know like there's downsides there's a spider as big as my hand that keeps hanging out around my outdoor bathroom you know like there's stuff that's not the best for sure yeah yeah and yeah oh man I, i i think that the ac one is always so fun to me because i I lived in Albuquerque where we had a swamp cooler and I was like, what is this thing? And it was just were. And every time we podcasted, every time I played video games, I had to turn it off and just like, it, it didn't help. I was sweating all day, every day, but I sweat even more. Uh, so it'd be nice to not have that. But that's because the life I live, I would like it to have some AC every now and then. So it's exciting. Um Cool. Yeah. Thank you for talking about that. And, and I hope that the listeners uh, listen and they're like, oh, yeah, like I'm, I can do this. I can carve out little things to make everything more holistic. But um, until then, would you like to take it away? Sure would. Cue that music. <laughs> All right. Peace out, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Health Unfiltered podcast. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform, rate the podcast, and share this episode. Connect with me, Dr. Alzola, on Instagram at ROI Health. For more details on all things sports and human performance coaching, visit GetROIHealth.com. You can find me, Brooke West, on Instagram at WestNutrition.co. For all the ways we can work together on nutrition and holistic health, visit westnutrition.co. And don't forget to send us your epic questions of the week on Instagram at healthunfilteredpod. Catch you next time.